0: Today we are going to finish up uh, this little small series that we've been doing on Follow Me. Next week we're going to go into a different thing which is just titled Assurance. We're going to look at assurance from several different directions. Can, Can we be assured that what the Bible says is true? And how in our lives can we have the assurance that God is there? And we're going to take several weeks to... To talk about that. But this week we're going to finish up on this uh, idea of follow me. And I'm going to start with this verse right here. Mark 9.34. If anyone would come after me. He must deny himself. And take up his cross. And follow me. Today I want you to think about what is the one thing in your life that can make all the difference in how you follow Christ? Is it a big step or is it a small but necessary change that makes all the difference? Water. The most abundant thing on earth So, how much of the Earth's surface is covered with water? Anybody know? Anybody want to guess? I looked. I probably got a different number, but tell me what you think. Seventy. I heard seventy clearly. A little bit over and a little bit under. Yeah. Well, I looked at it. uh, Those powers that be say seventy-one percent of the Earth's surface is covered with water, not including vapor the water that's in the air, or rivers or inland lakes, plant, the water that's in plants or in animals or the water that's actually in you and I. By the way, and I know this has varied a little bit through the years, but do you know what the scientists are saying how much of our body is actually water? Water? Yeah, you've got a pretty good handle on it, yeah. They're saying about 60%. However, there are some organs within the body that are as much as 83% water. Water exists in three forms. You know what they are? What are the three forms water exists in? Yeah, liquid, solid, and gas, or vapor, right? A liquid, a solid, and a gas. What makes the difference Between a liquid solid and a gas Temperature I heard that all over the room Yes, very good At what temperature Does water solidify 32 degrees We call that what The the freezing point right? At what temperature Does water boil I I heard even men Answering this one I knew the ladies knew it 212 degrees, and it goes from a liquid to a vapor. Now, I want you to think about this a minute. You don't have to answer this one out loud. I want you to just think about it, okay? What is the difference between hot water and boiling water? There was a man from the town of Kirioth, a Patriot, a warrior willing to die in the fight to make his country free from Roman tyranny. Some scholars have traced the descriptive name by which he is called, Iscariot, to the Aramaic word Sicarios, which translates an assassin. Which would tie him to the dagger men, also known as zealots. And no doubt you know his first name. He was one of the twelve who walked the Judean countryside with Jesus, he witnessed miracles. Healings, the calming of the sea, and the raising of the dead. He had listened to Jesus' teaching. He was one of the twelve. He was in the in crowd. He had. And I don't know if it was impatience or disillusionment or that he, like the Judean leaders saw Jesus somehow as a threat to the country? What are you willing to give me if I turn Jesus over to you? Delighted to hear that one of his own would double-cross Jesus, the chief priest counted out 30 pieces of silver, half a year's wages and waited in anxious anticipation. There was another man among the 12, a fisherman by trade, a family man who worked for his father and looked out even for his mother-in-law. Loud and brash, sometimes impetus, he too walked the Judean countryside with Jesus. He witnessed miracles and healings and the calming of the sea and the raising of the dead. He listened to Jesus' teaching. He was one of the 12. He was in the in crowd. In fact, he was in the in-in crowd. He was one of the He had boldly led the cry, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you, Jesus. Yet, when the midnight cadre of soldiers arrived by torchlight, Peter ran. They all ran. Peter followed at a distance. And when he was spotted and identified as one who had been with Jesus, he exclaimed, I don't know the man. There was another man. A born leader with an Ivy League education the best school, the best teacher in Jerusalem at the temple. He learned at the feet of the great Rabbi Gamaliel. Saul prepared to do great things for God, yet his zeal too was misplaced. Struck down on the road to Damascus, he had a decision he had to make and the question burned for days is this really God leading Ananias helped Saul who we know as Paul come to clarity on who Jesus really is and Paul listened And he understood and he made a decision. Paul turned from being persecutor to preacher. He made the critical decision to step from being for God to working for God and teaching others to do the same. In fact, in his letter to the Corinthian church, he writes, I have become all things to all men so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. A few verses later, in summarizing his comparison of how an athlete disciplines his body to win the race to to what we should do in following God, he says this, I beat my body to make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. If it is true That mankind is separated from God by sin. And that sin ultimately leads to death. If it is true that Jesus Christ is God's son and that he died to pay for our sin... And if it is true that only through his sacrifice we can gain forgiveness and eternal life, then bringing people to Christ must be the single focus and action of all who believe. Peter also had a decision to make. after Jesus stopped Peter from defending him there in the garden, and after deserting and denying the Lord in those three days following Jesus' crucifixion, no doubt Peter's mind had a question that was burning and repeating in his head. Is this really God?" Leading, walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee with the resurrected Lord Jesus told Peter that it was time to either fish or cut bait three times Jesus asked Peter if he wanted a relationship with him and each time Peter indicated that he did And Jesus said, in effect, Peter, if you want a relationship with me, act like it. Come back to work. Feed my sheep. Take care of my followers. Follow me. Just a few short weeks later, on the morning of the Feast of Pentecost, Peter delivered his best-known sermon. And Peter never looked back. Boldly proclaiming the very, to the very group who sent Jesus to that Roman cross, he said, salvation is found in no one else as there is no other name under heaven given to man by which we must be saved. Years later, while writing a letter to encourage the growing body of Christ in Asia Minor, Peter wrote this, 1 Peter 5, The God of all peace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. How did he know that? Because he saw it in his own life. He lived it. He experienced it. Peter also writes this. If a people escape the moral filth of this world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ then get tangled up in it again and are overcome by it, they are worse off than they were before. It would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than having come to know it to turn back from the holy commandment entrusted to them. Now, I seriously doubt that Peter was thinking about Judas when he wrote this, yet it certainly does apply to Judas' decision to betray Jesus, doesn't it? Do you remember what happened to Judas After returning the bounty and being rejected by the Judean officials, do you remember what happened? Judas threw the silver pieces into the temple and left, and then he went out and hanged himself. You see, when faced with that question, is this God really Leading, Judas, like the Judean officials, chose to remain hot water. So I ask, what is the difference between hot water and boiling water? One degree. At 211 degrees, you have hot water. But at 212, it becomes steam. You see, that 1% difference is all of the difference in the world. Because steam has a new level of usefulness. If you can harness steam, you can move a locomotive. If you have steam, you can put it into a turbine and generate megawatts of electricity. (coughs) If you have steam, you can make things clean and sterile. You can take surgical instruments and clean them to where they can be used to do marvelous things with our bodies. You see, what was useful before with one degree of difference supercharges what it can do. And Judas decided to remain As he was, like, how was it Peter put it? Like a pig that is washed and goes back to wallowing in the mud. Yet, Peter and Paul made that one degree shift And they are still changing the world. There's an old African proverb that loosely translated says this. If you think you are too small to have an impact, try spending the night in a tent with a few mosquitoes. I want to take your attention back to the communication card for just a moment. If you can pull that out, I want you to look at the back of it. You're going to note there that there is um, a memory verse from this week. Something that, if you put in your mind as you gather these verses every week, it will help you to have things that you can tell others as you try to encourage them in the Lord. The reading here is for actually next week um, as we're going to move into talking about assurance and is there any way we can have that kind of assurance with God. And I want you to look at the left side and I want you to think about and ask yourself, what would a one degree Change in my spiritual life, do? What would it take for me to go from merely hot water to steam? What is the 1% change that I need to make today to be certain that I am not disqualified? Have you come to accept Jesus as your Savior? Is that something you need to do? Do you want to find out more about what it is to be a Christian, what what it is to be a follower, about baptism? Mark it on the card. And I'll get hold of you or somebody else will get hold of you. and We would love to sit and talk to you about that. Is that one degree change that you need to make a willingness to step out and with humility and meekness to give truth to somebody who needs it? Is that one degree difference a matter of living a life of confession or is that one degree difference you submitting to the call of Christ on your life and being baptized into him, having your sins washed away. Or is that one degree difference, the difference from being a student of Christ to becoming a tutor for people who need to know more about him? Father God, we thank you for the examples that we see in scripture. We thank you for the fact that we don't see people who are merely mythical heroes, but all through scripture we see men and women that are flawed, but are keeping their faith towards you and are trying to move towards you. Father, may we be those kinds of people